What's up, Knicks Nation? It is Anthony, joined by my co-host, Chris. This is episode 10 of the Knicks Nation podcast. The season is officially over. The New York Knicks just lost to Miami Heat. Final score, 96-92. A lot to get into, a lot to talk about tonight. But first, man, Chris, what's going on, brother? What's up, man? Um, Obviously not the result we wanted, but, um, you know, it's, it's bittersweet. It's a bittersweet feeling. Um, on one hand, I'm pissed how the game turned out. On the other hand, I'm I'm proud of this team. You know, um, yeah, I love a season. I love a season indeed. And we have a a guy on our team. His his number is number eleven, which he's simply amazing. Uh, Jalen Brunson in a closeout game, forty one minutes, 45, 41 points. Excuse me, forty five minutes, five or ten from three. Simply incredible. Uh, back-to-back incredible games. For obviously, he played the whole game during Game Five, but tonight, you know, you didn't have Julius Randle. Didn't show up. We can get into, um, you know, the Julius Randle situation uh, during the podcast. RJ Barrett with a bad game tonight, but you know, we lost to the better team. Miami Heat are not an eighth seed. You know, they're yeah, they almost got knocked out of the playing tournament. Um, as crazy as it seems. Um, by the uh, Chicago Bulls, right? Yeah, by the Bulls. Um, and they come, they beat the Bucks. Yeah, Giannis was injured, but hey, this was a team that was one shot away from the NBA Finals last year, and they've been to the conference finals. Like, they're they're a great team, you know. Maybe a lot of Knicks fans took them for you know took them for granted. Obviously, what's frustrating is that we saw the path open up. You know, we beat the Cavs in five, right, Chris? Um, yep. And then. We see the Miami Heat. We see the eighth seed. We see that we beat them three out of four times in the regular season. Like, we beat the Cleveland Cavaliers. And playoffs are a whole different animal, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, think about it. You had the Heat versus the Bucks, And if you're the Knicks, look, it's no secret the Bucks would have been a tougher matchup for the Knicks considering their length, Giannis. You know, we could go on and on about that. It, it was obvious the Heat were the matchup that we would want. Um, well, be careful what you ask for, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, look, credit to the Heat. They they uh, they brought it to us. You know, they're pretty much, you know, they're close to what the Knicks do. You know, gritty, grinding out possessions, just going at you. You know, everything that we do well as a team, you know, they do as well, and they have the poise, and they have the culture, you know? You keep hearing this word, culture, culture, when it comes to the Heat, and, you know, they showed it. They showed it tonight. Um, I give them credit. I mean, hell of a season for the Knicks, but, you know, bittersweet, again, bittersweet. Bittersweet. Um, Looking back at this, you know, playoff run, obviously Jalen Brunson has been incredible. And the first two games was, were, were bad for RJ, remember? First two games versus Cavs were bad. And then he bounced back, even though he had a bad game um, in the closeout game six. But he had an all-in-all, I think he had a good playoff series. Um, Grimes had a shoulder injury, struggled with his shot. Obviously, he had that great moment in game five. Um, Jimmy Butler still, um, he'll remember that moment for the rest of his life. Um, Mitchell Robinson was dominant versus the Cavs. This series, I mean, seems like the Heat wanted to neutralize him and take him off his game. He just was no match for Bam. You know, Bam killed the Knicks all series long. 
Um, and, you know, it surprised me because I didn't think I knew Bam was good, but he was dominating the Knicks, Chris, in the series. I mean, it, it, it just to show you like the, the regular season and the playoffs are like two different animals because you watch Bam during the, the season. And, yeah, he's an all star. He's a great defender. But, you know, maybe it's just because bad matchup for Mitch, but he was just a simple he, he was a, a reason why the Heat are advancing. He was. Yeah, I mean, I think, um, I mean, if you go back to the Knicks and Cavs series, right, we had Mitch completely dominate the Cavs bigs, right? Yeah. And then I feel like, in a sense, maybe not to the extent that Mitch dominated the Cavs, but, you know, Bam definitely is a matchup problem for not only Mitch, but for, for, for iHeart as well. I mean, yeah. when it comes to Mitch in particular, what you saw was this pick and roll game that they were running and they were putting Mitch in positions that he does not feel comfortable being in, which is basically going up to the perimeter and, you know, Bam can hit that long mid range jumper and Mitch doesn't want to be out there. So what do we see pick and roll over and over and over where Mitch was either having to make a decision he didn't want to make, you know, I mean, it, it was definitely a matchup that worried me along with the Kevin Love matchup. Cause again, another big that's, bringing Mitch out to the perimeter. Yeah. And a lot of times what happened is you had Mitch getting into foul trouble, you know, chasing around guys or getting caught in the middle of plays and, you know, again, fouling. So definitely a, a tough uh, – it was made, a tough series for, for made, Mitch. They made him think a lot, and I don't think – Exactly. They they made him think a lot on defense. And, you know, guarding um, – Twin Towers out there in Cleveland, and then guarding Bam is, is is tough because Bam is a is a great offensive player. You know, not like Jared Allen, which is like a clone of Mitch, um, just parked down low. But Bam could do many things, and I think they just they made Mitch think on the defensive end, and he got into foul trouble a few of these games. But all in all, you look back at this this season for Mitch, the postseason run, growing pains, right, Chris? I mean, these guys are super young, and I know it it stinks in the moment. Uh, it really does. Uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you, but I, I try to look at things in a different lens now because you know these guys are young, man. You got to go through pain. You got to go through these situations in order to you know build off of this. And these guys are gonna learn. And we'll bounce back. But you know, Obi Top in in these playoffs, whereas especially in the first round, was good. Um. But, Chris, same thing with Obi Toppin, man. 12 minutes tonight. I thought tonight he should have played a little bit more, and they're just not playing him. And that's going to be a question during this summer, whether or not Obi's going to one out, because we still don't know the true Obi Toppin, do we? <laughs> it's... Yeah, no, it's crazy. We we still don't know <laughs> what Obi can actually bring at a, at a complete level. I mean, yeah. even during this game uh, tonight, I, I was texting you. I was like, man. I really want Obi out he there. Played well. He was hitting his threes. So. Yeah, he started hitting his threes. God knows we needed threes <laughs> to go down and um ten of thirty five from three tonight. Twenty eight percent. But the Heat weren't that great. Seven of twenty seven. The Heat played like shit and but just, just the Knicks were playing shitty. Just as bad. <laughs> yeah. Outside of Jalen Brunson, I mean it was nothing. Nobody. Literally nobody else showed up other than Jalen Brunson. Um, yeah, I mean, going back to Obi, I, I wish, you know, he would have played a little bit more because Randall wasn't really given much. 
and Obi was able to knock down a few shots. And you know, Obi once he gets in rhythm, he could he could knock down a couple more. So yeah. we've we've seen that in the past. But I don't know for whatever reason, Tibbs, you know, ride or die with Randall, right? So. <laughs> Hey man, Julius Randle. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, just bad playoff series again. But Josh Hart, Knicks are gonna have um, a situation with him this summer. They're probably going to resign him. Shout out to Josh Hart. His wife had twins today. I don't know if you heard that, but I did. I, surprise! Crazy. I found out right before the game. <laughs> I was like, oh man, I, it was just good vibes all around. I was like, man, we he was got gonna, that- he was gonna fly to New York <laughs> and fly. Well, he was gonna miss the game tonight, but. He just played, and shout out to him. Um, he's probably on a jet right now, going to New York to be with his family. But obviously, he he's he'll be a priority for me to resign um, yeah. this summer because even though he's not a great three point shooter, um, he just brings everything else for this New York Knicks team. Deuce quickly goes down. Deuce barely plays. Um, the adjustments and the the coaching decision in this series to me, Chris was. Kind of up in the air. I mean, the doubling of Jimmy Butler, the trapping of yeah. Butler just blew my mind. You know, Butler is clearly on one ankle, one foot, not playing at 100%. And the Knicks, Butler said a few post games ago that he loves being double teamed. And he finds a open player, and that's what the Heat were doing, right? It's just frustrating. I, oh I think God. that's the most frustrating <laughs> part about it because – I must have yelled at my TV. I'm surprised my TV is still functioning right now, actually, because I was ready to throw my remote right through it. Um, Going back to game five, I mean, we did not double team Jimmy Butler. We just we just played him straight up. Um, He kind of had a similar game to what he had. And, you know, he wasn't killing us. He wasn't doing anything, anything crazy offensively. So why did we start doubling Jimmy Butler? And to me, that was, I mean, if you look at the the score, the threes that we gave up off of those doubles, which led to wide open three point shots that the Heat made, that's basically the game. That's basically the game right there. I'm not saying, you know, (laughs) again, I mean, whatever. I just, I didn't didn't agree with it. I, I feel like that's more of, and what do you think about this? I feel that maybe Tibbs' respect for Jimmy Butler kind of dictated that not so much what jimmy butler was actually doing on the court that's a good way to look at it um but you have to adjust man i mean i felt like the knicks got out coached this series knicks out coached the Cavs, but obviously our exposure is a genius and i just feel like we could have they made their adjustments i'm not saying they didn't make adjustments at all um obviously they got brunson looks and they were attacking um what's his name on the the heat the they were attacking Duncan Robinson a lot on the defensive end. Um, and, look, the Heat were making it – Brunson got 41 tonight, and the Heat were picking him up. They were double-teaming him full court. It's crazy, yeah. like, all game. They Back-to-back games. Crazy. Jalen Brunson, I mean, <laughs> what more can you say about this guy, this man? This guy, like, bro. Like, he's he's amazing. This, again, he almost played the entire game pretty much. I mean, got a breather. When the the heat stormed back and took the freaking lead, um, it's just it's frustrating that the Heat one of six from three from Struz, one of five from Vincent Butler, zero of three. They they shot the ball extremely poorly, and it's just our offense was like stuck in them. I mean, it was Brunson. 
You know, other was, than Brunson, it was stuck in the mud. And in a playoff, in a in a closeout game, number thirty, Julius Randle. Julius freaking Randle. Yep. Took us long enough to get here, Chris, but we're talking about it now. Yeah. 15 points for Julius Randle, 3 of 14 from the field, 1 of 7 from the 3, lack of days ago on defense, laziness on defense, made 13 All-NBA. I get it. He's a good player. But in my opinion, the Knicks got some decisions to make whether or not they want Julius Randle on this team. Because we're now seeing a back-to-back playoff series. He's not, maybe he's not built for it. It's just too many times this series that pissed me off, especially the stupid turnovers, the dribble handoffs to Brunson. The they look, the Heat wanted to take the ball out of Brunson. They want someone else bringing the ball up the court. They wanted Barrett to bring up the ball up the court. They wanted Randall to bring up the ball up the court. Court. Why? Because those guys are not great ball handlers, and that's where we miss quickly the most. But. Those guys are not great ball handlers. Randall, three turnovers tonight. He's just the defensive, the, the lack of awareness, the lack of basketball IQ. I'm not saying it's just Julius Randall, but on this team was, you know, apparent this series. But Julius Randall, man, I I choose I, in, a, in a playoff game, I do not know what motivates you to just not want to try – 150 percent you know in game three or, or in game four I, I i what what will motivate you to try your hardest it's the damn playoffs you know we do not need this is not game 41 of 82 in the regular season where you can just take it off and yeah blah 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 we got two three days off that's what he was acting like this this postseason chris i mean it baffles me and I'm sure they're seeing the, the tape in the locker room. They're seeing him take possessions off. They're seeing him take defensive possessions off. Where do they go here? Where do they go with this? It's it's difficult to say because we all know that the front office loves Julius Randle, right? I mean, it's like they're almost married to this guy. Um, again, I was texting you throughout this game. Early on in this game, when Julius Randle decided, you know, to bring up the ball. And I think it was he brought up the ball, waved. No, he didn't wave Brunson off, but he sure as hell ignored Brunson when Brunson was trying to get the ball back. And what happened? You know, a lazy play, you know, turnover. <laughs> Too many times, man. Many it happened times. right again, right after Julius decided to bring the ball up. You know, drove into the paint again. Did not give the ball to Brunson, who was calling for it. And granted, Mitch should have made the catch, but again, another turnover. I mean, it's just plays like that that are extremely frustrated with frustrating with Julius Randle because I don't know if he's maybe just trying to not show emotion on purpose or what. But it it looks like he doesn't care out there. It looks like he checked out, man. Yeah, it looks like he does not care out there. You know, they'll it would be a fast break, and I know Julius did have one really nice block um, on a fast break, which was amazing, yeah, it was awesome, awesome block. It, it's like if Julius could give us that effort, he's capable of it. You know, like fifty percent <laughs> of the time at least. But no, I mean, you you see another play where he's again in that same situation, and he just gives up an open layup to Kyle Lowry, or he just. 
reacts late. Like he's looking out of bounds. Like he's looking into the crowd on a, on a play that's ongoing, and he just—it's just frustrating. Like where where is he at? And that's why I say, you know, can you depend on this player? You know, I don't know. I, I feel like he's detrimental to the team. When he's on, he's on. But when he's not making shots, we've seen this way too many times. It affects him on the other end. He will not try. So what do you do if you're the Knicks, right? You got a lot of money tied up on Julius Randle. You got a lot of money tied up on R.J. Barrett. Evan Fournier, um, too. Evan Fournier. He just said that he doesn't expect to be on the Knicks next year. So, All right, well. I guess that's the silver lining there, right? <laughs> I mean, he has a year left, uh, like $18 million, So, I, who, I, how do the Knicks trade Fournier? Who knows? But, yeah, yeah I mean, I don't know. Um, somebody brought it up in the post game, Like, Julius Randle, 13-all all NBA. doesn't happen by accident. I get it. Right. He's an all-star. But it's, it's maddening. The amount of times we have to sit through a ball game. And he's not giving 100%. Yeah. Um, game four, there was a play where he turned the ball over, half court. He were like, they missed a, a shot, and he's just standing at the half court line, just watching, yeah. like like he's in the yeah. crowd. So I don't know. I don't know where the Knicks go through him, whether or not. Look, would you rather, I'll give you one or two options. Would you rather build around Randall and Brunson and get better pieces around them, high basketball IQ players, shooters, and then have surround Randall with high basketball IQ players like the Knicks sort of did with Carmelo back in 2012, 2013. Um, they just made his life easier. Or would you just, now seeing the way Julius Randall has been during these playoffs, Hawks series, bad. His field goal percentage is terrible. He's one of the worst in terms of like all – Active players in, in in terms of um, field goal percentage and three-point percentage, terrible. Um, yeah. I don't think he's – I hate to say he's not built for the – he's not built for the postseason, man. It, he's not showing us what Brunson is showing us, right? Like games like Brunson had tonight in the last game, is Julius Randle capable of doing that during the playoffs? It's yet to be determined. I mean, right now it's no because – Look, you're talking about a, a team that historically Julius has played great against. And then we come into this, you know, an, another reason why us Knicks fans were feeling good about this matchup. You know, you had, you know, earlier in the season, Julius, you know, hitting those game winners against against the Heat. Yeah. Um, he was not even close to that type of player in this series. Um, I know he had a, you know, a decent game before, but. Just overall, just the effort, just giving up, you know, giving up on plays, just taking plays off. I just don't understand it. I don't understand how, you know, being down in a series, then getting to an elimination, possible elimination games, and you just don't have that urgency. I mean, I've had more urgency in, in pickup games, you know, in the street. <laughs> than, than this guy's playing in the NBA playoffs in a possible elimination game, and he... You know, you, you couldn't even tell. If, if, I don't know. I mean, going back to the question, I feel like 
personally, I would want to move him. Um, obviously, you still want to you still want to build around Jalen Brunson no matter what. But if I had a choice to move Randall, and I guess it's depending on what's available and what you're gonna get because I don't think anybody's gonna be knocking on the Knicks door for Julius yeah. Randall right now. So that's the other reality of it. Um. If I could, in a in a perfect scenario, yeah, I would I would trade Randall for for another star. <laughs> but, of course, I would too. You know, I think the more, uh, I guess, the more grounded outcome would be us building around both Julius and yeah. uh, Brunson. But then that leads me to another question: Who goes? If <laughs> if well, not so much who goes. I think we we could kind of figure that out. But if they do build around Brunson, Randall. You know, they get some more veteran pieces or whatever the case may be, just just better pieces around them with higher basketball IQ. Is Randall willing to, you know, concede and kind of, you know, fit into that team? Because that's where I feel like we get in trouble when Julius is bringing up the ball. He's like, hey, I'm I'm the number one guy, too. Like, I'm 1B or 1A or whatever. And, you know, I, I just feel like that needs to stop altogether when it comes to Julius Randle. He can't bring up the ball. He can't handle the ball. Yeah. Um, yeah, and you saw the Knicks try to get away from that, but, you know, the Heat were just making it so difficult this series. But, yeah, Brandon Tierney just tweeted, problem one, Julius Randle. Problem two, R.J. Barrett. And then he says, must address. Um, I don't think Barrett's a problem yet, but if a, tra- if a superstar is available, everyone should be on the table except Jalen Brunson, that's for sure. Um, yeah. You know, um, obviously, in terms of going back to Julius Randle, it's it's uh, <laughs> it's it's tough, man, because it's like we get two versions of this guy, man. It's like exactly. it's like one game. Yeah. He's like amazing. And you're like, wow, this Julius Randle is on our team and he's great. And I love this. And then the next game, he's turning the ball over. He's maddening. He's taking possessions off. Jekyll and Hyde. What killed me is during these playoff series, he just he just looked checked out. Like Yeah. And we I'm sure we're gonna find out how bad his ankle was, but you know, when Jimmy Butler's out there, you could tell he's compromised. When he's still providing those winning plays, still providing game winning, winning plays, um no excuse. If you're out there, you're not hurt, right? Yeah. So it's just maddening. It really is. Like if if you were to give me the front office shoes, I guess I would go in your direction as well. I would see who's willing to take Rando, what we can surround Brunson with, we can surround him with better shooting because, you know, all in all, we need to improve shooting. Um, what they're gonna do with IQ, and I mean, we can get into IQ if he lost money during these playoffs as well. But yeah, Julius Randall, uh, it's gonna be a hot topic this summer. And I'm sure a lot of Knicks fans are going to want to get rid of him. We're already seeing outside of MSG, they're they're destroying. They what do they do? They they marked up a Julius Randle, uh, what is it, like a cutout. They they drew on his face and they said trade him. So Knicks fans, I mean, I don't want to see that, but you know, you're already seeing it, right? You're already seeing the Knicks fans come out and want to get rid of this guy and. It's going to be interesting what they do, you know. But if you were to give me, like, 
if you were to give me a crystal ball in front of me and then ask me what I see in the future, I just don't see them moving on from him. Um, I just see them building yeah. around him. Yeah, I, I, yeah, that's the more more. Um, <laughs> that's the that's the outcome. I think is it's gonna it's gonna be. I mean, he's just. I, th- I mean, like, you got to give him credit. I mean, Julius Randle, All NBA. You know, again, like you said, you know, that's not something that happens by accident. Maybe, uh, I don't know. They got to figure something out with him, though. I mean, whether it's him adjusting his his play style a little bit. Um, I mean, you can't you can't teach effort, right? So, I mean, I don't know if you can ever get him to play max on the defensive end or what, which is frustrating. And I think that's. I think that's all Knicks fans' frustrations is basically that. You have Jimmy Butler, you know, who's hurt just as bad as Julius. Maybe, I mean, he's out there winning plays, playing defense, guarding up on Julius. Julius is trying to horse him. Jimmy's stopping him. Yeah. You know, and you don't see you don't see Jimmy Butler, you know. <laughs> you know, maybe he'll take a playoff here and there, but he's always engaged in the game. You know, he's always, always. out there playing both sides, you know. Just like Brunson's the focal point of the Knicks, Jimmy Butler the same type of gravi- gravity, you know, on the for the Heat, and I think that's what frustrates Knicks, the Knicks fans. You know, they look at Julius and they're like, "Hey, man, you're supposed to be at like a Jimmy Butler type level, maybe not a superstar per se, but you know, you're All NBA, you're an All Star, you know, give us something. You know, if you don't got it on on the offensive side, give us something on the defensive end, and." That's just not something we saw. I think I think that's, the problem the is he Julius Randle looks at himself as one of the superstars in the NBA. Like yeah. he he Leave it. he feels like I need the superstar treatment and look, making all NBA is just it's great, you know. Get get your get your get your raise, get your money. It's great. You've had a great season. You had a the, this looking back at it, it was a good season for Julius Randle. First eighty-two games. Obviously, he was a warrior playing what seventy-seven games, on his way to playing a full season for this for the New York Knicks. But um, obviously, he gets hurt, and it's just you know the way he ended this series, uh, the the lack of hustle. You say you can't teach effort, which you we shouldn't be preaching that in the playoffs. I mean, it's right. it's, it's wild that we're sitting here saying like those effort plays like. It's crazy, but um, yeah. I mean, uh, I don't know, man. I don't know where the Knicks go in that direction. Whether they trade him, whether they keep him, who knows? But you're gonna have a lot of fans. You already see it talking about him. I'm Tom Thibodeau, Chris. They didn't like his adjustments this series, but what? It, I mean, what are your thoughts about Thibs? I guess from the season, from the playoffs. Obviously, he out coached JB Bickerstaff in round one, but. You know, I, I guess can the Knicks get over that hump? Because it seems like every team Thibs goes on, goes to, it hits like a wall. Like, they don't yeah. really get far, get as far. It seems like he's stubborn in his ways sometimes. But what are your thoughts about Thibs? I mean, I think overall when you look at the season in its entirety, you know, we started off terribly got a lot better um and then boom you know second round of the playoffs um i think tibbs has been good overall you know out coach jb bickerstaff you know in the Cavs series 
um, ran into Eric Spolstra, who's amazing. And, you know, <laughs> Eric Spolstra's just at another level. I mean, he he's you're talking about a team full of just mostly undrafted players, which is insane. And he's getting this type of production out of them. When it comes to Tibbs, I mean, I I think considering the pieces we have, he he, I think he did good. You know, our, our team was playing at a high level before the playoffs started. Fortunately, we did get banged up a bit. You know, he tried to get the most that he could from what he had. Um, could he have done some things better? Sure. Um, you know, but overall, I'm I can't. I can't beat up on Tibbs too yeah. much. I mean, when you when you guys aren't shooting the ball well and playing well, yeah, only so much I mean you that's not you know Tibbs is not out there shooting the threes. You know, <laughs> it's up to the players to hit those. You know, for the most part, we got decent looks. They just weren't going down. I mean, you can't you can't blame that on Tibbs. Unfortunately, I mean, it would yeah. be nice to you know have a scapegoat of sorts, but like no man, it's just. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I know, guess I think Tibbs had a good season. Yeah, I think he did too. I just, you know, you're you're reassessing the season. You're looking at someone to blame. You're pointing fingers, and you know, Knicks fans didn't like the adjustments. I didn't like some of the adjustments that was made this series. Though he could have been a little bit better, but you know, like I said, when your star player in a closeout game is shooting three of fourteen, RJ Barrett one of ten from the field. This game was right there for the taking, man. This we only lost by four, man. It's a frustrating thing, right? Bringing this back to MSG looked so great in that first quarter. Everything was clicking. Everything was on fire. Brunson was balling. Barrett actually got to the line, what, eight times in that first quarter? Or shot the eight free throws and finished with 10 free throw attempts. So, you know, uh, closeout game, they actually shot the f 28 from 32 from the free throw line in a closeout game, Chris. 87%. And they've, yeah. <laughs> they've shot the free throws. They, they, they've been an awful free throw percentage team, shooting team. So, And I think that was I think that was part of it, part of the, you know, the reason that we didn't sustain that offense that we had. I mean, I felt like the Knicks, like it was almost after that first quarter, like the Knicks just stopped attacking. It's like they weren't getting into the teeth of the, the Heat's defense. They weren't, you know, drawing contact. They started settling for these long threes. We weren't hitting them, and that allowed the Heat to kind of, you know, take control of the game. Yeah, um, it's unfortunate. I mean, RJ Barrett—it lo looked like RJ was going to have a, a hell of a game. You know, starting off hitting off eight, eight from eight of free throws. You yeah. know, it just felt amazing. And then Brunson comes out the game, and it's like you blink. And the lead is gone. <laughs> you can't even go to uh, the kitchen and grab yourself something to eat or drink before. Exactly. Oh, man. I mean, as a Knicks fan, seeing that, I could see people saying fire tips, you know, just off of this one game simply because the lineup he trotted out there once Jalen Brunson came out was just talk about not having any type of shooting threat out there. I, I mean, that was insane. That was an insane rotation to throw out there and then to not kind of like realize that i mean i would have i would have got jalen brunson back in there asap <laughs> when they cut when they cut five points off of it i would have got jalen brunson right back in it yeah i would have threw it like a little wrinkle are you surprised that i mean rose didn't play fournier i mean you see yep. you know these 
playoff coaches they go to the they 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 try something new when things aren't working they try something new so i'm surprised rose didn't get any run i mean i get it he was bad this this season i'm surprised fournier even though he was a bad shooter this season but you know spread the floor a little bit more at least you know you're getting some offensive threat when brunson will come out the game um so i'm surprised he didn't go that route but yeah um just you know him too I am too, just because yeah. maybe not so much Fournier, but I definitely could have saw yeah, saw like Derrick Rose, Rose out there because look, he might, he might not be able to hit the shots like he used to, but we all know Derrick Rose would have blown past Struess or Gabe Vincent no problem. They would have had to honor that drive, and who knows, maybe we would have got some easy looks from three off of kickouts. Yeah. I mean, obviously, we'll never know because it didn't happen, but it would have been nice. You know, I, I think I, I am really surprised considering they needed to get Jalen Brunson some rest. And I know they went with McBride for a little bit, but it would have been nice to see Rose out there. Yeah. Um, didn't happen. The season is over now. So, you know, obviously, the next thing is the lottery. Knicks have a 20% of keeping that Dallas Maverick picks. We'll be keeping an eye on that. I'm not sure when the lottery drawing is, but, you know, hopefully the NBA can do the right thing. Um, but yeah. Damn tankers. I know. Freaking Mavs, man. Do the right thing, NBA. Do the right thing, Adam Silver. Give the Knicks that pick. But, um, yeah, I mean, we can look forward to that. I mean, but if the Knicks, if the Mavs win that, you know, the lottery, Knicks don't have a first-round pick this year. They traded their first-round pick for Josh Hart. I mean, great trade, but, yeah. you know, we'll see if they can trade back in. Yeah, I mean, it'll be nice. That'll be kind of like a cherry on the top for this season, right? Getting that pick. It just amazing, op- that yeah. opens opens up a lot of options for us there. Um, yeah, man, a this lot. was a, this was a good season. A Look, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to sit here and uh, kind of be all down because, you know, the competitive side of me obviously wanted to get this win. We wanted to go back to MSG for game seven, yeah. obviously. Um, but let's not forget, you know, this this was a great run for our team, you know, playoffs, second round in the playoffs. We weren't supposed to be here. Nobody thought we would. You know, our young guys got valuable, valuable experience, and now they know what it takes, especially going up against, you know, again, a Heat team that is just, you know, this is what they do. They make long playoff runs, and they just, you know, we now know what we got to do in order to be at that at that level, you know. So great season for us. I mean, the future is bright, you know. Got to keep your head up. Yeah, the future is bright. I mean, like you said, Heat team, Kevin Love's won a championship. Jimmy Butler has been to a final. Bam Adebayo has been to a final. Lowry. Um, Lowry has won a championship. So we're, we're going, we were going against big dogs, man. We're Barrett, 22 years old. Brunson, 26 years old. Mitchell Robinson, young. Grimes, super young, top and young. So, you know, quickly struggling in the playoffs, young, growing pains, man. Um, which yeah. is why when people say failure, 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 I don't look at it as a failure. Um, and no. I, I, I don't think, I don't think I do. We weren't supposed to be here. We weren't, we weren't even projected to be a playing team. You know, there were some projections out there that we were going to miss the playing altogether. Got a top six seed, beat the team in front of us, the Cleveland Cavaliers, you know. Matched up against the Heat. Things were opening it up. People were talking about Eastern Conference Finals. Like you said, be careful what you wish for, man. And what happened, man? Heat coming, better experienced team, better coached, 
were we more talented? Uh, I would say so. But, you know, when you have that much experience, it's tough. And Knicks were two games away from the Eastern Conference Finals. So now whether or not you judge this season going into next season, whether or not you want to reach a further point, great. Um, I think that second round of the playoffs should be, you know, the goal next season, you know, get better in areas where you were bad shooting. Uh, you were yeah. awful. Um, and, you know, I get it. Most of that has to do with your one of your best players not shooting the ball well. Got to factor that in as well. Randall not, hasn't shot the ball well in these playoffs. Um, quickly. Um, um, do you think quickly lost some money during these playoffs? Because his contract extension is going to be a hot topic this summer. Six men of the year runner up. But obviously he had a poor playoff series. But once again, how old is Emmanuel quickly? 23, 24. Yeah. Super young. Growing pains. So, you know, I don't I don't I don't think quickly is going to lose much. I mean, to be honest, just if you got to look at his season as a whole, I mean. His his playoff season was, you know, it wasn't great. I mean, he he was struggling, but then he also got hurt. So we'll never know if he was going to break out of that slump he was in, you know. Um, one thing for sure that stayed consistent was his defense. You know, that's something that he's improved immensely. And that's, you know, that's just as valuable as offense. And we know quickly can shoot. So I don't think he lost money per se. I'm pretty sure he's still going to command, you know, a pretty good contract. Um, and that's somebody, in my opinion, you got to lock up because you, there's it's hard to get a two-way player like that. That's going to put just as much effort on the defensive end as he's going to put in on the offensive end. And, I mean, we, we're talking about Julius, right? Not giving that effort. You got to lock up somebody like quickly. I, I don't think he lost that much money. What do you think, Ant? Uh, I, I don't think so either. Um but then again, you know, I, I don't know. I don't think so. Uh, maybe he gets four for 80. Maybe before the playoffs, it was four for 100. But, you know, they next got some decisions to make because you got guys making money on your team, but you want to uh, you want to push the, you know, push the, the goals even further. And you have yeah. to bank on these guys improving. And if they don't improve, you're stuck with these contracts. contracts. So you look at, you know, the roster, you want to improve shooting. Where where's that gonna like RJ Barrett's not a great shooter, so are you gonna improve that? Are you gonna improve his his um position? I I wouldn't because he's still super young. He's you know, he showed signs this this postseason, so showed some growth. Quentin Grimes, maybe, maybe the Knicks get a shooting guard. Maybe, you know, they dabble in the Bradley Beals, Sweet Spakes, the Paul George. I think I think Paul George like if you put Paul George on this team like you stayed early in the season around Brunson and I think that would that would that'll make it to championship team. We're just missing that three and D wing guy who can create his own shot, and I, I just think that's Paul, what we're missing. Paul George is an amazing fit. It's basically what we needed this series. Yeah, that like, that go to score who can give you a couple of baskets and who doesn't have problems deferring. You know, who's who's. I guess the only knock on Paul George you can say is that he sometimes he defers too much, right? Yeah. So I mean, I think that could work. Wish wishful thinking, right? Yeah. So <laughs> I just think we're. I honestly think when you pair our bench quickly off the bench, heart, we're one star away from being a championship team. I do. Uh, I believe I in that. that. Like you throw in uh, Paul George on the starting lineup with Brunson, Randall. I know a lot of Knicks fans don't want Randall on the team, but 
I think that just makes us one of the beasts in the East, maybe a Jalen Brown. I just think that just makes us a beast in the East. So, you know, but we'll we'll see when the summertime holds, right? I mean, we got a whole summer to talk about the rumors and the, the trades and the free agency signings. I just can't believe it's over, Chris. It's over. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) as, as, as it, as the, the night goes on, I mean, it's it's almost 12 AM right now. So, I mean, it's almost over, but, um, You know, little by little, just reflecting, you know, talking this out right now. I'm, I'm feeling better. Um, Again, it sucks. Bittersweet. It ended the way it ended. You know, we were in it all the way, even if we played crappy outside of Jalen Brunson. But, you know, this this season was a, a huge success, man. I mean, we've been to places we haven't been in decades. Yeah. We have a point guard who is a bona fide. I mean. You got people saying he was snuffed for all NBA. Jalen Brunson is the truth. I mean, our team is young. We got good experience. You know, it's 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 still it's it's an awesome. It was an awesome season. I'm I'm happy. I'm proud of this team. I mean, I can't remember the last time I was so proud of a damn Knicks squad. Yeah, <laughs> hurts right now, but all in all, be proud. Knicks will be back stronger than ever. Um, yes. We'll be back as well, man. We'll weekly, every couple of weeks, maybe. Um, but you know, we'll be back next week talking them. You know, maybe you know, let a week go by and maybe we have different thoughts about this next team. But <laughs> let it marinate for let a bit, it marinate you know? for a little bit. But right now, we're all you know hurting. <laughs> Obviously, the season's ended, but you know, we'll be back talking about this squad and what we want done, what we think we sh- should get done, and whether or not. Hot topic is going to be Randall. So, you know, yep. what comes out of that camp, if we get rumors or, you know, or whatnot, we'll talk about it. But stay tuned. Stay we'll tuned, man. We'll Any news that breaks, we'll be here. Any news that breaks, we'll, we'll be here talking about it, chopping it up. Um, but enjoy. I hope you guys enjoyed this season because it was a great season. But, you know, yep. this loss sucked. The season's over. We're not going to get next back- basketball until October. It stinks. But, hey, man. We'll be back. We'll be back. We'll be back. <laughs> this is the this is the Next Nation podcast episode ten. Um, twelve a.m. here midnight. It's time to go to bed. Um, we'll be back next week talking everything New York Knicks. So hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. I will also be giving away uh, a Julius Randle jersey soon. So make sure you hit that thumbs up button and comment down below. Um, please do so. Let us know what you think. Comments. Yeah, man. Comment down below, man. I'll be giving away a Randall jersey. So hit that like button. Comment down below. We'll be back next week, guys. Let's go, Knicks. I'm Anthony. Let's go, Knicks. <laughs> that is Chris. <laughs> Catch y'all next time. Peace. Peace.